For years, I was so fed up with shampoo, I just stopped washing my hair. I quit completely. I was so sick of poofy, frizzy, limp hair, distorting my natural oils. Until a few months ago, I found Modern Mammals, and it changed everything. And by the way, right now you can visit modernmammals.com and use code LSS for 10% off. So check that out. So look, I heard about this through the podcast, and before I agreed to advertise, they sent it to me, and I was reluctant. But let me tell you, I should not have been. This stuff is absolutely magical. My hair felt better, smelled way better, and most importantly, looked better. And I know it will do the same for you as well. It doesn't have those hair-ruining chemicals like other products, and it doesn't leave any leftover residues. It works. Don't believe me? Go read their awesome reviews online as well. Go to ModernMammals.com and use code LSS for 10% off. Again, that's ModernMammals.com for 10% off with promo code LSS. Don't forget to use our promo code LSS so they know we sent you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. It's Wednesday, 6 o'clock. The new noise. Myself and co-host, Mr. Mike Howell. Hey. Hey. Welcome to the new noise. Welcome. Welcome, welcome, Twitch fam and podcast listeners. Yeah. We, uh, we're we back. We're doing it up. Um, We had a big week last week that we thought yeah, we maybe did. couldn't be topped, but it could be. I don't know. It can be and it will be. It will be. Always bigger, always better. That's our motto here. It's a huge, it's a huge fucking week, though. Seriously, it's a huge week. It is. Uh, Get here, ready. long episode here in our neck of the woods because me and Mike actually live very close together, despite living in different countries. Uh, horrible, mm-hmm. horrible weather. Oh, Terrible been raining, constantly. rain, wind, stormy, awful. My internet actually went out for most of today, mm-hmm. and I thought that we might not be able to do this because. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I can like use my phone internet to maybe it'll work, but yeah, maybe. maybe it would be good enough. Wouldn't be great. But it wouldn't be great. And I was worried about this because listeners on the podcast, listeners, watchers on Twitch, you need to know about this week in music. Oh yeah. It's huge. It's huge. Huge. Huge week. Very, very huge week. I'm excited. I 
there's just so much good music coming out this week. Just like last week. Uh, I'm excited to talk about all of it. Yes. And I don't remember how many we had last week, but I'm... I think we had 10. I think we broke a new record. We're breaking a new record. Nine, 10. With how many we have this week. Um, how many? How many is it, Mike? We got 12 this week. Oh my goodness. 12. So before we get into the top 12, um, there it is. Just so the graphics are ready. We're going to get into um, last week and I couldn't listen to them all. Had, <laughs> I couldn't get to all of them. I got to most of them. I listened to them all. Um, I know you did, Mike. We had some bangers though. Talk to me about last week. What, what caught your, what tickled your fancy? Oh, you know, the number one album that we talked about last week, Swan Song by The Plot and You, tickled my fancy. Yeah, um, man. It was just so well done. Everything about the record, obviously, aside from the singles, was just really surprising how it was laid out. Um, I really, really enjoyed how we got another track like Disposable Fix, which is very kind of narrative and just like straight through. Um, not a lot of rhyme or reason to it, aside from just like trucking forward. Um, not a lot of repetition. Right. I think that this album's just great and it's a perfect plot and you record. They're back to being heavy again, but instead of just being heavy all the time, it's very well timed. I think Landon's writing and the emotion that he conveys on this record is just top notch. Yeah, I agree with everything you said. It was a surprising record because there's some, I don't want to say weird because weird sort of implies bad, um, mm -hmm. but some stuff that sort of was experimental in a way I wasn't expecting, but never in a way that I thought was, that wasn't better um, than, yeah. than their previous work. I think this is, is an improvement. I think they're finding their stride. Um, mm -hmm. Some of the instrumentation with some of the synths was interesting. Some it of got the funky, yeah. So and some of the um, uh, program drums and stuff were kind of interesting. Yet they still mm -hmm. found a way in just about every song to hammer home a really great moment. Uh, yeah. a, a really just uh, just something exciting in every single song. And I mm -hmm. love the flow of the record. I, I, with some of the singles, like I was worried the record might be disjointed, but I Choppy didn't find weird, that. I really found, it found that it, so that it, well. it really flowed together. So I think it's a great number one pick. Um, a, a lot of controversy. I was reading the comments, Mike, both on your Instagram oh, yeah. at slappy slam and everywhere else. People were shook that you, I got, I've gotten quite a few messages this past week over, over uh, how we kind of laid things yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. And and what I'm getting to is that Spirit Box, which is one of the most anticipated albums of the year, uh, was oh, yeah. not your number one. It was your number two. And there's a couple of reasons for that. I know there's a lot of singles released beforehand. Mm -hmm. um, but overall, do you feel good about Spirit Box being your number two choice or do you regret everything you've yeah. ever done in your life? No, I still, I'm going to stand by it and I feel great about Spirit Box being my number two choice. I think that with the plot and you record, there are a lot of moments where I just kind of like, you're listening and you have to like stop looking for a second and you're just like leaning back and you go, wow, like right. that was really good. The Spirit Box album, I had a lot of moments where I kind of like looked up and I'm like, yeah, that's kind of neat that they did that. I think the writing is great on the record. I think it's real. It's peak kind of like traditional metalcore as we know it in 2021. And I think it's a really good record. It's still an album of the year contender for me. Like it's easily like a 90 plus out of a hundred album, but I just feel like there weren't as many risks taken as on that plot and you record 
And I think Spearbox still solidly fits right at number two there, right behind it for me. I think that's a perfectly okay take. Uh, I, I, I agree with you too. And the thing about it is everybody needs to remember Spearbox is a brand new band. It's their mm-hmm. first album. Yeah. It, it doesn't feel like it because they are so good at what they do. They're so uh, uh, professional and mm-hmm. everything that they roll out, like the way that it, it looks and feels and everything is so, so professional and well done that you kind of forget like this band hasn't been around yeah. that long. Whereas this is what the plot news fifth album, something like that. I yeah, mean, I believe so. you know, there's a, I'm getting a weird, I think Landon's like echo. eighth album overall. Yeah, exactly. He's had his solo work too. Like. Exactly. And, um, that, that is a big difference with uh, uh, comparing mm-hmm. the two artists, you can't really ever compare any two artists for that matter. Um, somebody in the, in the chat says the Spirit Box album lacked song transition. You know, I, I maybe felt that up to a point, except I also had mm-hmm. listened to the single so much that I f- sort of like... What am I trying to say? I feel like this record... They were so familiar. It, it felt like the singles put in, in an album of, of other songs. Mm-hmm. And I know that's what it was, but I think I think I just really, really listened to those songs a lot. So it was like, oh, okay, I know this one. But I was surprised yeah. with the Spirit Box record um, in s- some of the poppiness of it. A lot of the clean mm-hmm. singing. It wasn't just a metal album. And I really like that because I think that yeah, some of my favorite moments of the band are when they or when they do some of the popular stuff. Yeah, I think with the Spearbox album, what was kind of um, with me is the singles as well too, right? And I think that this album is going to be one of those that I just need to take a little bit of a break from Spearbox. I've listened to the album probably five, six times this week. I still love it, don't get me wrong. Like, The Summit is an absolute banger track and probably my favorite on the album, even over like Holy Roller and um, Constance and stuff like that that I love from the singles. But I think taking a break from the band for me is going to be great. I'll come back in like a month and a half or something like that and listen to the record and it'll be kind of a little bit gelled together better for me. And I think I'll enjoy it quite a bit more. I, I still really love this record. Don't get me wrong. Oh yeah. It's oh yeah, great. Oh yeah. No, definitely did not disappoint. Um, people, people talking about silk and the strings. That was another great non-single mm-hmm. track as was, uh, uh, the summit. So no, it's a great, a great record. Um, uh, anything else quickly before we start jumping into this top 12? Oh, yeah. Okay. We got to talk about that idola record. Yeah. Cause that thing was absolutely incredible. I think it's a masterclass in post hardcore in 2021. I think it was, um, missing some elements that I've really enjoyed in post hardcore lately, like some of the elements of like hip hop and things along those lines. But overall, I think that this album is just super solidly done swan core. I mean, those guys are just all so talented and such great dudes. And this record is just great as well. I think it got quite a bit overshadowed by obviously bigger genre, metalcore, plot new, spirit box, bigger bands releasing music on top of them. But if you haven't checked out that Idola record yet, because you're still listening to the other stuff, um, bad news for you. There's going to be another crazy week this week, but make sure you don't forget about it. Coming back. Yeah, come back around to it because it is still an incredibly well-written album and I've had so much fun with it this past week. Yeah, I, I would totally agree with you on that one. And you're right about things getting, especially now, any release uh, coming out be- between now and the end of the year, 
there's a lot mm-hmm. of, of competition in terms of like just listing time, you know? Yeah. So this is part of why, you know, something like Thrice, which was, I believe, at your number seven last week, Mike, mm-hmm. um, a lot of people said, well, what the hell? It's Thrice. How can you put them that far down in the list? Part of it is that we need to make sure bands like Idola um, and the new Real Friends EP, like those are getting talked yeah. about because they're really, they really do, they really are worth people's time um, uh, mm-hmm. to listen to. And like even the metal stuff, like I love that Carcass album. That's straight up exactly what I want from Carcass. Yeah. It's a brutal, amazing, really well-written, solid death metal record. And that Volvidini record, it was way longer it than was I expected because it's like 56 minutes. 14 tracks? That, yeah. yeah, that was a bit much for me, but it was still super great all the way through. Like just solid, like slamming deathcore. It was super fun. And I love that record too. Yeah. And I like the Thrice record more than I expected to. I still think it's a solid seven. Like that real friends EP was sick. Yeah. The the real, real friends EP is really good. I agree with you on the carcass record. It, it had those classic like carcass, the guitar mm-hmm. player is a certain sound that he, that he brings into his riffs and then the music. Um, and it really did. It comes on and you just know it's yeah, carcass. I know. Like it's great. Yeah. And, and um, I thought it was a really solid record too. And I did appreciate that they have a song called wake up and smell the carcass now. Yeah. That was bringing awesome. that back. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I did like that record and the uh, Volvadenia. Is that how you say the name? I always forget. Volvadenia. Uh, yeah. yeah. That one, I got to be honest, I put it on and then it kind of, I kind of just got lost in it because it was so long, but yeah, uh, that, Happened a bit to me too, but man, I I love that record. It's They're great. a really talented band, that's for sure. Trying to think if there's anything else we need to talk about. Real Friends was great. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, and did you get a chance to listen to that Employee to Serve uh, record? I, I know you were excited I about that. I did listen to it. Yeah, um, I, mm-hmm. I thought. Yeah, I thought the singles kind of, um, uh, you know, the singles gave a good indicative. It gave gave you the ink in. Oh my God, I cannot talk today. I'm so sorry. <laughs> the indication. Yeah, the singles were pretty on point for what the record was, but then there were yep, a few moments throughout it where it was like, oh, like they're taking mm-hmm. certain elements of those singles further uh, in, in a kind of an experimental way. So I, I like the vocals a lot. I think they're really mm-hmm. unique. There's not a lot of vocalists um, like what she's doing. Uh, and... Yeah, overall, just just a really a really cool band that I'm excited to see. You know where they go next with with it too. Me too. I really like the record. I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, one thing too before, and I know we have so much to talk about, and this might be a long oh episode. Yeah. Um, fair warning. It's gonna be. You bring me the Horizon single. I um, love it with the video and everything. Obviously, this is a band we've focused on a lot on the show. We've had entire episodes mm-hmm. about them. Um. Talk to me about this new single. It's a, quite a bit of a different direction. Yeah, I think it's definitely way popular than anything except maybe portions of Kingslayer that were on the last post-human EP. And I think that's kind of understandable and honestly what I expected um, going into this. I know that Ollie and Jordan Fish have talked about that this is going to be a four EP series called Post-Human. And each one is going to kind of explore different influences for the band and different sounds and human emotions. So coming into it, I honestly kind of expected something different from that last record. I really like this song. I mean, am I going to be going on and on about the lyricism and saying, wow, it's so deep. No, it's not. But it's catchy. It's got an amazing hook. I love the little, like, nice smooth guitar solo they put in there and the electronic bits and, like, the mix is just 
it's spot on and it's a banger to me. Okay. Yeah. Great. And it'll, it'll be, I mean, I'm never going to write off, uh, or, or even <laughs> get that excited about a single song, uh, from a band. So we'll see kind of how it rides out and hopefully there's more coming. Um, I'm, Go. I'm okay with this, you know, let's release more music more often. Sounds good to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, me too. I mean, we normally wait a long time between Bring Me the Horizon albums, and already looking at getting another EP early 2022. I think Ali said it was when it was coming. Um, that's a faster turnaround than we're used to for absolutely. Band, so I'm excited. Absolutely. All right. Well, I think we have summed up last week. Let's get into this week. So, we got a huge, huge week with a top twelve. <laughs> Top 12. <laughs> we got to go through these fairly quickly or we'll be here all night. But let's go. Number 12. Wait, you don't want to hang out I with me all night? Come on. Do. But. Cool. Life. Okay. Number 12. I let's go. That. All right. So, number 12. We've talked about this band a little bit on the show coming out of Melbourne, Australia, and kind of the surrounding area. We're looking at a super group called Cherry. They're putting out their new EP, Safe in Your Stare. Um, basically to sum up this band, it's Jacob and Matt from Thornhill, uh, Adam from Better Half and The Beautiful Monument, Jack from Void Division, and Tom from Tapestry, which are all amazing projects coming out of Australia. They all kind of do a bunch of different things too. Like there's some metalcore in there. There's obviously Thornhill being like kind of progressive metalcore. There's some kind of like alt rock. There's a really good mesh of people coming in together on this project. And they've made this kind of like almost acoustic pop punk alternative uh, project that I'm I've enjoyed all the singles from and I'm just really excited for this record. Well, EP. Yes, absolutely. But, you know it's I mean. it's uh, and this band being that they're called Cherry, they're a very very hard, hard to, find. to find on Spotify. So what I've oh, been yeah. doing when I lost them is I've been looking up Girls Club because that's what the name of uh, yep. a song they put out. Um, but this band is super brand new. Uh, we're talking about only three songs released so far. So mm-hmm. this is a total rookie card grab. Um, you know, find out about them before your friends do. Um, and that's number 12, Cherry with, is it an EP or an album coming out? It's an EP, right? It's an EP. So nice little quarantine project. There you go. That's Cherry at number 12. All right. Uh, coming in at another 11, at number 11, we've got another EP Uh, The new EP, Shaman, by Sweden's Orbit Culture. This is a really fun kind of progressive death metal band. Um, If you're a fan of like the Insomnium EP that came out last week, which was also really good, um, I highly suggest checking these guys out. They're super heavy, super technical, and I think that they just write straight up like solid songs. If you're a fan of like bands like Gojira too, and you're like, man, I just wish Gojira was a little bit heavier. Orbit Culture's band. Yeah, that's a good, a really good uh, description. They sound European. They have mm-hmm. kind of that, like a little, you can tell they, they probably like At The Gates a lot. They have that kind of Swedish oh, yeah. uh, death metal, uh, you know, or, or like organic black metal, I like to call it, where it's it's black metal mm-hmm. sound, but it doesn't rely so much on electronics and, and, not gim- and gimmicks. Yeah, um, real instrumentation, maybe a little bit like In Flames as well. Cold um, in flames. Yeah, uh, yeah. Great, great, great uh, band, and they're picking up some steam too. So, mm-hmm. uh, another great pick. Orbit Culture out of Sweden. Out of Sweden. Yeah. Moving on. Yeah. All right. You ready for number ten? All right. Number ten. We've talked about this band a lot on the show. Uh, we've also had the lead singer of this band on New Noise. Good old uh, Dan Campbell and his Dan band Rationale. 
Dan Lampton. Crap. He, Campbell's the one from the Wonder Years. Yeah. Easy mistake. Lots of Dan's. Lots of Dan's. Uh, both, aren't they both from Chicago too? Uh, Wonder Years Where's are from Philadelphia. From? Uh, close enough. Same thing. Big cold uh, cities. Yeah. Um, Rationale, putting out their new album, If the Problem Persists. Uh, Chicago Pop Punk. These guys are great. I'm really excited that they decided to announce their album very quickly, like two weeks before it actually dropped. I think that's great for a smaller band. Um, maybe should have made it three weeks so that they were next week and it's a little bit lighter, but <laughs> here we are. Um, I think that this record is going to be super, super fun. In a week that's kind of missing a lot of pop punk, this is really the only pop punk release. Um, this is going to be your go-to. These guys are solid. It's kind of a super group, right? Isn't it? Yeah. Um, God, I forget the name. Uh, it's Joe. What's his Joe, name from Home Safe as well? Joe from Knuckle Puck and, and Dan. It's kind of, I believe it's kind of their project. They started it together. Mm-hmm. And then, the, yeah, they have Ryan from uh, Home Safe playing drums. Yeah. And, and yeah, you know, obviously Dan uh, was the front man for, for Real Friends. Um on a few mm-hmm. records and a band band that I really, really like. And Dan's a good friend. Um, you know, it's interesting last week, real friends put out a great EP and mm-hmm. now we're having new music from Dan. And I got to say, man, like a shift in a shift in my beliefs and the new song incentive, which was debut yeah. right here. They're both bangers. And oh yeah, it's great. Sad boy um, stuff. Yeah. Really good. Really original. And I think the one thing about Dan is just, lyrically he oh he's always has found a way to uh to really to really paint a a picture in a different way from other people in pop punk so Mm -hmm. um i'm really excited to to have a a, a, you know a real official release uh coming out from this band um i'm excited same here really excited i i love the band i love the aesthetic i love dan's voice it's all top notch absolutely let's go Number nine. Number nine. Coming out of Los Angeles. Uh, we got the new album, This Is How the World Ends by Bad Flower. Yeah. I've been cautiously optimistic about Bad Flower. I've really liked these singles, and I hope the rest of the album sounds the same way. Yeah, you know, they're, they're an interesting band because they have this radio rock thing going on where they're they're doing mm-hmm. a lot of the mainstream stuff. You'll probably catch them on a few butt rock festivals, maybe on a butt rock yep. tour or two, but they're different. Uh, there's a lot mm-hmm. more of a, a storytelling going on, uh, a lot more emotion with the, with the singer. I, f- I forget mm-hmm. his name. Um, it just, it's, it's re- it really is an interesting project that does not sound like anything else that is going to be played on, um, mm-hmm. you know, serious, uh, XM octane or whatever. This, this does have a different vibe. And I think this band is mm-hmm. definitely worth checking out. And, and this record will, I think, is this just their second album too? I think um, so. So, you know, they're coming off a debut album that got a lot of hype. So you can only imagine mm-hmm. this is going to be real, a real big one for them. Yeah. I hope so too. This band kind of reminds me of if like bands that are like theory of a dead man were classy. Right, like <laughs> there's nothing classy a little bit. about Theory of a Dead Man. I'm sorry, the yeah. bitch came back. That can fuck right off. Yeah. Oh, 100. <laughs> percent Don't get me wrong. I I very much dislike that band, but they sound very similar. Like as far as like writing styles and things like that. But um, Bad Flower is just so much better. They're actually writing kind of like emotional music from the heart. It's not cheesy. Just trying to get 
whatever. Um, it's super fun. I mean, they did have that one song, um, the one single Johnny wants to fight, which is about like, um, I don't know the singer and his friend, Johnny, I'm assuming he's singing about himself and, or some fictional person is like, man, my friend Johnny is so mad that his girlfriend's been sleeping around. I mean, he's been sleeping around too, but like so mad. And then Johnny finds out it's me that's sleeping with her. And it's like, Oh, okay. But the other songs are, they're pretty good. I really like these singles and I'm excited for this record. Yeah, absolutely. And that's bad flower at number nine. Ready to get a little weird. I'm no, no, not ready. Not ready. Let's go. All right. Number eight, coming in with probably the most apt album title of the year. Uh, we butter the broad. And, uh, the wor- wait, 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 wait. The- I got to stop you right there. You almost fucked up the worst band name of all time. I'm going to give you another chance at that. Go ahead. We butter the bread with butter coming in with their new album, Das Album. <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of the album. Das Album. Well, they are from Germany. Uh, yep. And the album, if you don't speak yes. German or can't infer what that means. The album. Um, uh, I'm really excited for this, though. These guys are hilarious they're very similar to e callboy in that retrospect don't take themselves seriously it's just gonna be a fun riff fest right yeah i think like we butter with the bread with butter if we can be serious you almost did it too. it's hard to say it is uh and what does it mean i don't know i think we butter the bread with butter is a band mm-hmm. that obviously they have a really silly name their music is really silly but when you kind of peel off a few layers, like they're not a bad band, you know, no, they have talent. You can tell they've got the, like the writing is solid. The writing they is, just choose yeah. to be jokesters, exactly. which I'm here exactly. for. And I know that, uh, that Mike, you don't know, you don't really dock as many points as other people do for that. No, um, not at all. So yeah, you, you're totally like fine with having embracing. In fact, some mm-hmm. ridiculous, um, joke bands if you will i like power metal i can get over kind of goofy concepts and music like yeah you just kind of have to it comes with the territory yep but i i honestly love it not as many people do kind of like funny comedy based stuff it's in my opinion a bit harder to do and translate through music that's why i kind of respect bo burnham Stephen lynch those kind of uh comedian first musicians second um so much and Honestly, even bands like E. Callboy, Attila, um, We Butter the Bread with Butter, Hailstorm, all very similar bands that I think it's a lot harder to write jokingly than from the heart sometimes. So, yeah, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. But the band is back. And yeah, I mean, if anything, you know, E. Callboy's sort of paving the way a little bit for this sort of to be, mm-hmm. you know, I think people that are looking for another. Uh, hypa hypa or um, we got the moves they're they don't have to wait now they can just get right to the new check out 20 kilometers an hour it's a song entirely about renting a scooter in a european city and riding around on it that's the concept have fun that's right that's right all right we are going to leave germany and we are going to go to canada for number seven we're coming to Hamilton, Ontario, which I don't know. Is that close to Toronto? Yeah, it's, it's about it an hour is. away. Yeah. It's um, I, okay, where not, I grew up was, was halfway between Hamilton and Toronto. Okay. So I know Hamilton very well. 
so uh, we got kind of surprised. I don't really know if it was announced, but um, Arkells put out their new album today called Blink Once. I checked it out and listened to it. Did you? No, I, I have not had a chance. All right. You were um, on it, Mike. I think. Wow. I am, dude. Um, I think it's really good. It's a solid like pop rock album. If you're a fan of um, Arkells, you know exactly what it's going to sound like, I would say. Um, very similar to kind of like Walk the Moon, but a little less poppy. Um, I would say on brand with like middle Panic of the Disco maybe. Um, but I really like Arkells. I think that they have some super solid songwriting. They've got a really identifiable sound. Their vocalist has a really cool, unique voice. Yeah. I think this is on par with all their previous albums, which are quite good. So I sign off. I like Blink once. Solid, solid awesome. record. Yeah, I'm excited to check it out. Obviously, like if you're Canadian, you definitely know who Arkells are. They have just basically became one of the biggest rock bands in the, in the country, if not mm -hmm. the biggest, um, they kind of brought us back a little bit here in Canada to form. They did three nights at the amphitheater. Um, you know, it was mm -hmm. like the, the first kind of big shows we had here in Canada and Toronto. So they're still kind of taken off too. Like, um, I believe like, I think they're only sitting around 600,000 monthly listeners on Spotify. Like, I think they're just starting to get kind of a that momentum that's kind of going to put them up on a like mainstream radio play that I think is really where they fit well. No, totally. And I, I think it's going to going to happen, but regardless in Canada they are already there and uh it's cool. good to see. All right. Uh Arkells, that's that's out today everybody. So if you get this list uh, mm -hmm. on I mean on the Twitch side of things, on podcast side this is already all out. Uh, yeah. but, uh, hit up that first then. Pasha. All right. You ready number to six. get to number six? I'm ready. All right. Number six, the last EP on the list today. And you might be wondering why is an EP so high on the list with so many banging albums is, is three or four songs really going to top the entire bad flower record? Yes. Because we've got the new EP, the sun sleeps as if it never was by invent animate. Yeah, you love these guys. Probably the best progressive metalcore band aside from Era. They've just become absolute monsters in the scene. I think that nobody really captures the magic of the progressive side of metalcore as well as they do, as far as having the not only like fun, fast, kind of sweeping guitar riffs, but also leaning into the prog roots and having kind of slower portions that are just really mathy. Um, I think what they're doing with this EP is really cool too, because it's called The Sun Sleeps, comma, as if it never was. They put out the first song, uh, The Sun Sleeps, and then the last track is called As If It Never Was, and then the middle track is just comma, which oh, yeah. I think is weird for a song title, but I don't know. I love this concept. I love the artwork for the album. Invent Animate never misses. They are just an amazing band if you like era and you're looking for more bands like them and you haven't found invent animate yet there you go perfect band yeah absolutely no there there hasn't been one of those uh albums in a while where like all the um tracks like i think I, are the like spell out yeah, the album and or, stuff or something like that. that like I, I remember i think it was the last chariot album 
uh, one wing was like that where I think one of the songs was just called in and one of the songs was yeah. called and because like it, the words made a sentence. Um, mm-hmm. So I think it's cool. <laughs> a comma song. Sure. Why, why not? Oh, yeah, it's a vibe. Why not? I'm here why for not? it. All right. That's great. And yes, uh, invent animate is back band. They don't put like a, a ton of music. So it's good that, they they, took a, that they've quite got quite a one. break because they were looking for a vocalist and things like yeah. that. And now that they've got, I think the lineup really solid, they're just going to keep running it. Yeah. All right. Uh, top five. I'm ready. Top five. We're into it. Normal show time. Yes. <laughs> Half an hour in. Um, all right. So coming out of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, we've got an amazing, amazing deathcore band, Signs of the Swarm with their new album, Absolvier. I think that's how you say it. It's spelled like Absolver, but there's an E at the end. I don't know. Okay. Um, sick album artwork, though. This band is great. If you're a fan of all the classic deathcore bands that are popular right now, Angel Maker, Hollow Prophet, Enterprise Earth, Lorna Shore, you're going to love Signs of the Swarm. These guys are heavy. They know how to write absolute ass beaters. And I love all the singles. This album's going to be just extremely intense and all the right ways that you want from a deathcore release. You're a deathcore baby. Yeah. They're, they're really scary. Actually. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're, they scare me. Uh, I like them though. Very heavy, That's very good. scary. Um, and Pittsburgh underrated city, really good city. I love Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Signs of the swarm at number five, number five, number four, ready for number four. Ready. You don't have to ask right. me. I'm always ready. You're always ready. Okay. Uh, number four, we're just going a little bit of a way over to Boston, Massachusetts. We love this artist. And we are constantly confused by this artist because who knows what Poppy is going to have on her new album, Flux, for us. I think it's going to be a bunch of bangers because she's kind of moving away from the stereotypical metal. She still definitely has metal elements, but there's some punk influence in this as well. And I think it's a really nice blend that kind of fits with her voice. Yeah, the the singles were kind of like bordering on indie Mm -hmm. rock, like indie rock. Yeah, a little bit too. Sort of more like a, a electro like that, pop that song, like it, that song mean was totally indie rock yeah it's it's weird how it seems like yeah um every release has something different you know she did, did that ep we talked about mm-hmm. just the summer i think uh yeah the where the, like um the raw nxt exactly one or yeah, that one was pretty Where, heavy, and then we had like the random noise. Yeah, and the noisy people for that. So you know, we get you get noise. You got something where it was like screaming and blast beats. Um, of mm-hmm. course, her early stuff was like straight pop. Um, yeah. and now this seems like it might be more like a, a an indie rock sort of record. So I really don't. There's still some know. screams on it though, too. Like I don't know. I don't know. But I, I really do appreciate her and that she's willing to experiment and really not give a fuck. Because to me, mm-hmm. she's one of the most punk artists out there. She really, really, oh, yeah. truly does not care. She's great. She's got she's got the weird aesthetic down. She's got the bangers down. Like, the music is so good. And I think it's just great. Like, and I know that a bunch of old metalheads get pissed off when you call her metal. So that's fun, too. Oh, good. Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know old metalheads even knew anything about her. Um, oh, but. you would be amazed because she was supposed to open up that, um, what was it, Gojira and something else tour. Oh. Yeah. It got real weird. Right. Well, she's on Sumerian, right? So that, that's like kind yeah. of a strange thing, too, that she's sort of in 
I don't know. It's it's always difficult for an artist like that because you're in a scene. You're not really in a scene. You're not really in any scene when you're, you know. You're just vibing, doing your thing. It's exactly. So I, I do appreciate her, and I'm really glad that she's, she cracked the top five, in fact, the top four on uh, on such a big week. She's great live, too. If you ever get a chance to go see Poppy live, do it. It's a blast. I would love to. I would love to. All right. Number four, Poppy. Ready to drop down to number three with another Pennsylvania band. We're going back. Uh, this band is super awesome. Probably masterclass in progressive death metal. We've got the new album, The Work by Rivers of Nile. Yeah. Band I'm hearing a lot about right now. Metal Blade yep. signed, I believe. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it seems like a ton of hype. These guys are incredible. Um, I'm a little sad. The two singles that we've heard haven't had any saxophone. And I ah. think that they're saving all the saxophone for the record for us, which I'm very excited for. I, these guys are just incredible the way that they can kind of meld progressive metal into this death metal and just everything that they do is so technical and precise and there's a reason behind it and it just ends up beautiful. And they're from Reading, PA. Really interesting. Never yeah. heard of a band from Reading. That's a... Uh, Me either. It's a weird one, but but no, well, they're, they're super talented. Uh, super, yeah, the, the way that they blend... You're right. All those different different elements is mm-hmm. is pretty cool, and they're. I love the album title too, like the work, the work. Yeah, and they're wearing, and they have a promo photo where they're wearing like coveralls. So I'm like, I see, I see that what they. Yeah. But you know, they don't work all that hard because they put a record out every like three years. So, mm-hmm. uh, but here we go. This is a lot of hype, rightfully so. Rivers of Nile. At number three, yeah, high up um, on the list. A lot of hype. This could honestly be my favorite death metal record of the year. Very easily. Would not surprise me if we get around to end of the year times. And I'm like, you know, that Rivers and I record. There we go. All right. And wow, we got only two more. We've been flying through these today. We've been blowing through it, which is good because I got a lot of honorable mentions too. <laughs> okay. Good, 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 good. Uh, so number two. We've been talking about this band for a long time. They've been releasing many singles. They released another single today, even. And I said, you know what? The album comes out on Friday. I'm just not even going to bother listening to this. But um, we've got the new record, Life Forms, by Angels and Airwaves. Good old Tom DeLonge. Of course. Tom DeLonge, uh, formerly of Blink-182. And a band that Mm -hmm. really, like... I. I'm like literally impressed with these singles, how little they sound like Blink-182. And yeah, I, it's such a departure. And I'm okay with it. Um, I really am. I, I really like what he's doing. There's enough bands trying to sound like Blink-182 right now. Maybe he's just mm-hmm. like, hey, I'll just let them try. I've already done that. Yeah. And I do like a lot of these these singles. There is, I agree with you, maybe there's too many. I think there's like six. Um, yeah, seven now. Oh, wow. Okay. But... Uh, Regardless, it's going to be a great album, I think. Oh, yeah. I mean, Angel and Airwaves, they've never missed. I think that they're probably one of the best side projects to ever exist, if not the best. Um, Tom DeLonge, great. His voice is iconic. Um, What they're doing with all of these songs is just, it's weird, right? In the good kind of weird that I like, where it's just, we're just making music. Genre's dead. Vibe. Yeah. yeah. Um, I agree with all that. I mean, that's interesting though, because you're probably right about it being one of, if not the greatest side project ever. 
And now it's no longer side project. You know, yeah. this has become the only project that, that, uh, as far as I know that Tom DeLonge is doing. So now mm-hmm. we have all of his attention on one thing. Uh, I'm sure he's still worried about aliens, but regardless, oh, um, it's, I like that. I think seeing all the focus go on, onto this is only going to mm-hmm. make for, for better music and so far so good. And angels and airways number two, de- very <laughs> deservingly. So. Oh yeah, and I think that it's just going to be a great record too because, like you're saying, we've got all of Tom's attention. And from the photos I've seen, like Angels and Airways have posted, like, "Hey, here's how the vinyl's packaged, and here's all the vinyl variants that we put out, and all of this cool stuff." And I'm like, man, they put some time and effort into the entire aesthetic of this album in a way that not many bands and projects, a honestly, have the capital and like way to do, but b like would also take the time to do, which is always something I just appreciate so much. Yeah, absolutely. Angels and Airways at number two. We are going to get into the number one album. Right after this. We're back. We're back. We're back, baby. Thanks to Rockabilia for sponsoring the show. Yeah. So anybody that's listened to this thing before. um, Ever. Pretty much ever, because it comes up in almost every episode, knows there is a, anybody who's watching right now probably there knows. is a band that Mike is obsessed with, and this band comes from the UK, and that's about all we know about this band. And I have a hunch that this could be the number one album of the week. Am I correct, Mike? Well, I've just got to let you know, you would be wrong. The number one album of this week is actually the new album by Ringo Starr, <laughs> <laughs> also from the UK, though. So. <laughs> Is there actually a new Ringo album? There is. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> oh, no. We are 100% guaranteed talking about This Place Will Become Your Tomb by Sleep Token. Arguably the best and most innovative band making music right now. Um, if you would like to try and show me one, please feel free to. But do remember you are trying to put somebody on top of sleep token. And I don't believe that's possible. Now sleep token is still a secret band. No one knows who the members are. Mm-hmm. The last album cycle, they were releasing singles, like using the, the moon phases. Yep. Every, every full moon at midnight, you got a single. It was beautiful. This one has been more of a traditional rollout. More normal. Um, but the songs haven't been any more traditional, especially the newest single. Dude, that newest single is literally audiophile porn. Like, I I can't find a way to make it sound bad. Like, I played it out on my phone speaker, and it still sounded pretty good. Like, well, it's, it's, it is just so well It's mixed. basically an acapella track. Like, it's, it's basically yeah. a vocal... With, I mean, there are some synths and stuff under it and a lot of padding, mm-hmm. but a lot of pads, but it is, it is something else. And when you talk about innovation, it's insane. When you talk about a band releasing this as the last single before the album, mm-hmm. this is a band that really does do things their own way. And, uh, all the singles were from the center of the album too, which I think is weird, but cool. Yeah. I mean, you wonder, are they in sequence? I have, I hadn't uh, checked out the. Uh, they weren't released in sequence, but you can like listen to them in sequence. So, it, oh, um, so like that's what I mean. Like on the record, they are in order. Yeah, 
No, not how they released them. So I put them in order on our playlist that we have. But so it goes The Love You Want, which was the second single. Right. Then Fall For Me, which is the third single. And then Alkaline, which is the first single. Interesting. Yeah. Well, so you're going to get almost like a side A and a side B and then the singles in the middle. That's cool. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Um, I 100% love this band so much. I think that Vessel's voice is beautiful. I think their guitarists are perfect at doing what they need to do for sleep token where they are very progressive they are very technical but they are not showboaty about it because they are they are vessels backup and then whenever vessel is taking a break their drummer is just absolutely cracked and playing some of the most insane fills i've ever heard in my life like that dude is an absolute monster behind the kit and probably my favorite drummer right now um this band is just absolutely incredible in every single way and i cannot wait to listen to this album i am going to be up at thursday on at midnight and i'm going to be listening to it we're probably going to go track by track next week i don't know if shane's agreed to that yet but i'm probably just going to make him um <laughs> this record's going to be incredible and i'm gonna be honest i think that this is going to be now that Sleep Token's like a little bit more out into the light than um, their first record, Sundowning, I th- would not be surprised if these, this place will become your tomb is seen more often than other albums at people's end of the year number one. I think this record's going to be a real popular choice for them. Wow. Well, you heard it here first, everybody. Um yeah, it's it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be interesting to see what they do and what happens with the popularity because everyone is talking about this band. Mm-hmm. They can't keep a secret forever. I don't think. I don't know, dude. Um, Sleep Token's a cult. It's like people say Bayside's a cult. Sleep Token is actually a cult. I'm guaranteed that they are. But you know, like all it's gonna take is somebody to figure out. Okay, they're they're recording a record here or something like it's going to be harder and harder for them to do everything in secret. Mm-hmm. And what, what's your opinion, Mike? And I know you, you might not even really care, but do you think they're members of other bands? Do you think the singer is a voice we've heard before? The singer is 100% not a voice we've heard before. Um, unless somebody who was like only a screamer right. and did vocal lessons. But even then, his screams are super unique too. Like, yeah, his fry screams are just immediately recognizable, at least to me. I've also listened to Sundowning probably 500 times in my life now. Um, but uh, I don't really know. I kind of feel like all of the members of the bands were in smaller projects, but have just made Sleep Token a full-time thing. I think that the band has the following and the fans that can allow them to do that because literally every single sleep token merch drop, except for like pre-orders for like these, this album and sundowning downing and stuff like that, that they were like, Hey, unlimited, every single limited merch drop sells out within a couple of days or like you're stuck getting a two X in something you wanted. Like, well, like, Hey, this band is just somebody's writing the checks that go to the someone in the band. So somebody knows something. It's interesting though. I can, I am trying to think of another band that's 
you know, been anonymous. The only one I can think of, of a band that's been anonymous. Ghost was anonymous for three albums. Uh, does anyone know, do they, the singers out like his name or people know his name now and stuff of ghost. Yes. Tobias Forge. Remember he had the lawsuit and everything like that. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Um, If it wasn't for that though, would have still been a secret. Probably. And ghost was huge when that came out. Yeah. We're talking about great Grammy nominated and everything else. Um, and then the other band is well, masked intruder. (laughs) I, I, they're just the colors of their masks. And I don't know if anybody (laughs) knows, like their name. I don't think it's ever been public. Obviously people know, but yeah, it'd be interesting. It's an interesting concept um, and definitely there's a, still unidentified members of Slipknot at this point. Aren't there? I have no too? idea. It's possible. I don't know. It's possible, but very, I don't know. Very interesting. Very interesting. Well, that anyway, is sleep token. Go listen yeah. to it or yeah. Um, if you don't listen to the new sleep token album, I can't help you. Well, that's very interesting. Uh, great number one pick. And we all knew it was coming from the instant they announced an album. Honestly, we did. <laughs> so we got a great, a great top 12. We're going to go through them real quick. Cherry at number 12. Yep. With the new EP safe in your stare. Number 11 orbit culture. With their new EP shaman. Our friends in uh, rationale at number 10. With their new album. If the problems persist. Bad flower. And number nine with This Is How the World Ends. Number eight, We Butter the Bread with Butter. Thank you for saying that one for me. Uh, das Album. <laughs> there it is. Canadian Brothers in the Arkells or Arkells at number seven. With with Blink Once. Invent Animate. With The Sun Sleeps, comma, as if it never was, the new EP. The scariest band on the list, Signs of the Swarm at number five. With Absolvier, Absolver, I don't know. There's a weirdie. Always a head scratcher with Poppy at number four. With their new album Flux, all lowercase. Rivers of Nile at number three. Putting in the work. Aliens and Airwaves at number two. With Life Forms. And of course, the top album of the week. I'll let you say it, Mike. Sleep Token. With this place will become your tomb. Album here, baby. I'm calling it now. There it is. Sleep Token. All right. Uh, tight. Well, we got honorable mentions, don't we? How many? Oh, we got, let me look. I got to go back to the list. We got 20. So not too not bad. Too bad. Let's go. Most, uh, not most anticipated. I got to find the graphic honorable mentions. There you go. Let's go. Perfect. All right. Um, so first up, we've already talked about one of these bands today because they had a single last week. We have bring me the horizon featuring on a new single from Tom Morello. Oh, weird. So yeah. Tom Morello is the main artist. Yep. Oh, okay. Hmm. It sounds like Bring Me the Horizon doing a Rage Against the Machine cover, and it's great. Very interesting. Uh, it's, it's called Let's Get the Party Started, and I'm going to be honest, it's not, like, if you're going into this expecting, like, heavy rock and roll Bring Me, it's not that. It's kind of generic, like, yeah, we're getting the party started and stuff like that, but it's still really, really good. Jordan Fish and Ollie Sykes and Tom Morello are all very talented artists, and I think it's a banging single. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Hell yeah. Right. Um, next up, um, we've already talked about this band a little bit too, um, Slipknot. We've got a new band called Vended. It's featuring the children of Clown and Corey Taylor. Um, super solid band. Sounds like old school Slipknot. Kind of surprisingly. Okay. Um, like, if you showed me that and said, hey, this is an unreleased demo from a psychosocial era, I would have been like, yeah, sounds like it. It's pretty cool. Interesting. V- vended? Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Like you're a vendor. 
but but Ven you did. were did the Ven yeah okay Ven yeah. did okay uh, there was a new Under Oath single today. Oh, I didn't catch that. Wow. It was eight minutes long. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, kind of weird. I like the direction though. Like I like when bands decide to get weird for an album and Under Oath's doing that. And I think it's working out well for them. Here it is. Yes. Pneumonia clocking it at seven twelve. Um, oh, the other two that. songs Sorry. have been short banging tracks. So I think it's <laughs> cool that they're doing this. That's, uh, that's neat. Any? Do we have any uh, date on the Under Oath re- uh, release? Because I know it got pushed back. January or February, I want to say. Okay. I want. I want to say it's January fourteenth, same day as the Enterprise Earth album, but I can't remember. Absolutely. All right. Uh, okay. Next. Uh, next up, my favorite death grind band that I keep talking about, Full of Hell, putting out a new single. Um, super intense band. Honestly, all their songs are about a minute long, so. If you've got a spare minute, go check them out. They're absolutely buck wild, and I think everybody should experience it at least once in their life. All right. Um, we've got the second single coming in from the new Dream Theater album. We love Dream Theater here. Everybody should love Dream Theater, honestly. Yeah, I, I like the uh, I like the last one a lot. Same here. I think it was super solid. Um, next up, <laughs> how do you feel about solo projects? We've got a new single from James DeBerg vocalist of thousand below okay i'm really excited to check this out on friday is when i think it drops but um i really like thousand below i think they're super underrated and need to be shown more love and i think he's a super talented vocalist so i can't wait to see what he does if it's gonna be like an acoustic track or whatever it is yeah that's that's cool Mm -hmm. um next up youth fountain new single which and if I remember correctly, Youth Fountain's vocalist went is the one who went to Real Friends, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. Yes, yes. Yeah. So this is going to be their first music um, with new vocalists as well. Um, really excited to hear this. I like Youth Fountain quite a bit. Um, one of my friends has already heard this record, and she says it's great. So I trust her. Oh. Going to be great. Okay, interesting. Yeah, why did I think that Youth Fountain was like a was like just him? Am I mixing it up? You might be. I don't know. What's the What's the real friend singer's name? The new one? I don't know. Yeah, I I really should know. We really should know this. Um, I could be screwing it all up though. Uh, but regardless, um, no, it's Cody. 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 Moraro. That's the new. That's the new guy. Yeah. Yeah. Previously um, a part of Youth Fund. Okay. Cool. Cool. Well, no, that's that's great. I love it. Canadian love. It says previously a part of Youth Fountain, so I don't know if he was the vocalist and they got a new vocalist. I don't know what's up. I don't know. But good to see people putting out music that's good. That's all we care about over here. I'm excited for it. Uh, Next up, another really cool pop punk band. Basically the Hobo Johnson of pop punk. Hmm. uh, Heart Attack Band. These guys are super cool. They're a little bit almost like hardcore pop punk, but I really like them. They're pretty intense. They're pretty fun. Yeah, always a name that always struck me as like strange. Like it always, yeah. it always, it always sticks out on like a festival lineup or something. Mm-hmm. Um, they had, they had the weird story with the beanie going for like a hundred thousand dollars on eBay too, and then eBay took down the list. Yes, that's right. <laughs> yeah, so stupid, so, but great. So strange, but yeah, they're going to be on that neck deep tour too. So oh, uh, yeah. that's that's definitely a great place if you're not familiar with Heart Attack Man to uh, to check them out. Yep. Uh, next up, this cool little band that I like called Ocean Sleeper. They're really a part of this like rise core post hardcore revival that's happening right now where we're kind of going back to that like 2010, 2011 sound. 
Uh, these guys are super solid. I really like them. We talked about their album, I want to say, really close to the beginning of this show. Um, I don't remember, though. Uh, these guys are great. Lots of fun. Okay. Uh, next, yep. Uh, new single from Starset. I think we're getting one this week. Yeah. So check that out. We love Starset. I like that last single a lot. Me too. I was just going to say it. I like the elements of like metalcore in it, which like really mm-hmm. for a band that is, is basically banking on radio play at this point. I mean, I wouldn't want to say that because obviously they have a I real mean, core fan since base. Since their last album though, how much metalcore has like gone into radio play? Like look at Ice Nine Kills. I suppose. Yeah, I suppose. But it, it's just, it had a different cadence, like almost a little bit more mm-hmm. like 15 years ago, metalcore vibes, but I totally yeah, liked good. it. I, I, I really like the band. I think that they are obviously they're a really, really big band at this point, but I almost feel like they're still underrated because mm-hmm. they are doing really great stuff. For sure. Um, speaking of really underrated small bands, Australian bands. Oh boy. Too many. We got some new label mates for you over on UNFD with Banks Arcade dropping their new single. I really like these guys. Solid metalcore band. Banks Arcade. Yeah. What a what a strange name. I wonder where that comes from. I agree. It, it was definitely a turnoff the first time I kind of like saw it. I'm like, what a weird name. I got into it and they're pretty solid, dude. Cool. Um cool. Well, they're I I'm reading here that they're from New Zealand. So Oh, even cooler. Even another, even further away. Yeah. So that that's cool. No. Uh welcome to UNFD and they're also a part of Future History Management who manages holding absence, loathe, and sleep token. Mm, there you so go. So they're in they're in good hands. There you go. Like if if you could hop on with like three bands, like and those are the three you get to hop on with, like you take that <laughs> every day of the week. Hundred percent. Yeah. And produced by the same producer as Sleep Token and Loathe, George Lever. Well, I bet George Lever knows who Vessel is. He does, and he's actually like a YouTube dude. Oh yeah, and he posts like YouTube about like mixing and things like that. And he's like, he's made a video about it because people keep asking it. And he's like, I am never going to talk about Sleep Token or their mix process or anything that goes on in the studio with the band. And I'm just like, props. Wow, that's so cool. Okay, great. Yep. Well, uh, uh, Bank Arcade, Banks Arcade, let's go. Next one, um, Everyone Dies in Utah, new single. Really excited. I like this band. They're putting out a lot of material lately, which is good. Um, sometimes that's worrisome because you might get some bad stuff and some good stuff, but it's all good. So we're here for it. Okay. Next up, one of my favorite bands. Um, has been one of my favorite bands since I heard their song, Amber, for the first time in like 2010. Stick to Your Guns is finally putting out a new song. I am so excited. I love Stick to Your Guns. They are such good dudes, such solid people. Honestly, probably one of the most underrated bands ever because a lot of people who hear them, they're like, oh, wow, I really like metalcore, but this isn't really metalcore. Or like, wow, I really like hardcore, but this isn't really right. hardcore. It's like right in between. Yeah. And it's so good. I love Stick to Your Guns. They're amazing. Yeah, 100%. I, th- I think Jesse is is one of the best uh, frontmen in hardcore. Oh, in he's got the hardcore. energy. He, obviously, live is great, but he's also got a great voice. Mm-hmm. Um his cleans are just not what you expect either. It's so good. Yeah, hundred hundred percent. No, and and I yeah, th- those guys keep it real, man. And and I uh, I do really like the band. Um, th- they've got a, a lot of hype. I think over the pandemic, um, mm-hmm. I think they were just starting to explode right before they had some big tours planned, especially in Europe. And um, 
here, here we go. I think it's going to happen and I'm sure their new music's going to be awesome. Yeah. And they have a member that lives in Windsor. Hell yeah. There you go. Chris. I got to say something real quick. Pizza rat in chat saying no love for the new Carnifex record. That was number one. The week it came out like three weeks ago. Yeah. We love Carnifex here. Yeah. Um, plenty of love next up. Next up, let's just keep it heavy. We're getting a new single from Whitechapel, the second off of their new album, Kin, that's coming out in November, I want to say, maybe late October. Yeah. Um, super excited for this. I love Whitechapel. They're great. Yeah. Carnifex, in fact, topped Iron Maiden that week and Newfound yeah. Glory. Okay. So, yeah. Rightfully so, honestly. <laughs> yeah. So, chill out, Mr. Pizza Rat. Uh, sorry, I cut you off. We. we oh, yeah. Um, Whitechapel, their new album, Kin, coming out here in a couple weeks. I love Whitechapel and all they do. Um, I think that they are far and away one of the best kind of progressive deathcore bands. I don't even know where they fit anymore, right? Because they're just making heavy music that's good and emotional, and I love that. Yeah, I don't think they really care, honestly. And like no. with the clean vocals that they've done the last couple albums being really good, uh, Phil mm -hmm. has shown him shown that he's he's just yeah he's he's an incredible incredible singer, and um, he's uh, going to be on the podcast. Uh, like tomorrow, <gasps> actually, I'm, I'm, uh, it's going to be up. I just have to, up, yeah. I just have to upload it. So, uh, new, a new, uh, Lee Singer Center episode with, with Phil. With Phil. Um, next up, we talked a little bit about post-hardcore emo revival or post-hardcore risecore revival. Um, post-hardcore emo revival. It's going straight for the early 2000s. We got the first single off their album coming out in November from CU Space Cowboy. Mm. Incredible band. Yeah, you love these guys. They're they're really at the forefront mm -hmm. of kind of the new wave of of, you know, screamo. Uh hard, yeah. hard a little bit to kind of uh if you, if you didn't like 2000 like 2005's metalcore, you're not going to like this band, <laughs> but I don't know. It's so weird for me cuz like this it's the same style of music that like fits in with early Bring Me the Horizon for me, but also fits in with like bands like Census Fail and Thursday and like early stuff, obviously. Early Silverstein even kind of too. Like Oh yeah, for, I think for sure they have that they have that aesthetic and, and even like the silly song titles, which nobody really does mm -hmm. anymore. You know, they still they yep. do still do stuff like that. So yeah, definitely uh something to check out. I think um yeah, mm -hmm. new single is called "Misinterpreted Constellations." I think something constellations and like miss in front of it, but it's really good. I love this band. Yeah. Um, next up, this band I really like. They're kind of metalcore, hardcore called One Five Slick or bleh, One Five Six Slash Silence. Um, super fun. They're putting out a new single. Make sure you check that out. Mm -hmm. um, we love Biffy Clyro here. They're putting out the second single from their new record already already i feel like we just this we is, just got a biffy record like we late did. last year and so because um they said we couldn't see the feedback from the people with this new record and we just kind of went back into the studio and made the spiritual successor to it while we were still kind of in the same place okay so i'm pretty excited this is the second single i like the first one a lot so, I mean, Biffy solid stuff. Interesting. Well, I'm sure if you like the last Biffy record, you're going to like this one. Hell yeah. Um, next up, there's this cool little like new wave post hardcore band that I like called Paloma. They're really solid. They're putting out a new single. Make sure you go check that out. Okay. I've not heard of this band. They're super cool. Um, super cool. Yeah. They got a song called 2AM Love Again. That's just been an absolute earworm. It was kind of like one of my songs of the summer that like 
you got a short playlist, you're going on a quick drive, you put the windows down on the car and just jam. All right. Solid stuff. All right, cool. One of my favorite producers, his band's putting out a song and announcing an album. It's Will Putney, uh, Fit for an Autopsy. Yep. I love Fit for an Autopsy so much. And this song is going to be a banger. I mean, the album artwork looks great. I can't wait to see everything about this record on Friday. Yeah. Yeah, Will Putney, you know, done a lot of great work with other bands and, and he has that uh, super group end with... Uh, with mm-hmm. And Fiverr and Autopsy is just insane too. Like, Yeah. Um, so that's it's great news. It's great news. Keep getting better and better, I think too. Yeah. Oh yeah, 100%. Um, I think the last album, The Sea of Tragic Beasts, it was on my top 10 that year. I remember if not, it was right outside. Like super solid record. That goes for everything that's going to be coming out Friday. We've got one last honorable mention that we kind of need to talk about just a little bit. We're going to get much more in depth with it next week, but it's coming out on Monday. We've got the new album, 400 Pound Back Squat by Bill Murray. I didn't know that was the title. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I'm not laughing at Bill Murray. I love Bill Murray. One of my favorite oh, love new, newer artists out there. And the, the, he's just sticking it to the industry, putting out whatever he wants, whenever mm-hmm. he wants. Just seven song yeah. EPs are his, are his format, a couple a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and anytime he does anything, we take notice. Oh yeah. Um, absolutely incredible. I like the first single so much. Um, Lord Farquadzilla. <laughs> um, it's just incredibly good. I love the power metal influences on it. Um, I'm looking up the other song titles right now, just because like, I want to be able to talk about them because I think like, his song titles are just always so great, right? Um, yeah. Where's the link? Store. Bill Murray. There we go. Um, what are the track titles? Oh, maybe he just posted them. I forget where he posted them, but they're pretty good. Um, oh, here we go. Uh, so the first track is a Cowboy's Heavy Load. <laughs> um, then we've got Fat Fucking Pump. Um, <laughs> okay. Relaxing Box Fan Sleep Ambient Sounds number three. Lord Farquadzilla, uh, Premium Fresh Juices, Level 99 Roid Damage, and Big Pump Make Pain Go Away. Okay. I'm excited for this record. I love Bill Murray so much. Um, <laughs> it's going to be hard to drag me from this Sleep Token record, but if anybody's going to do it, it's going to be Bill Murray, at least for like one listen. So, Yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be interesting. I, I mean, it's funny, you know, I got into him I think only like when wet milk came out and mm-hmm. now there's been, I was right about the same yeah, time. And, and there's been, this is going to be the fifth, mm-hmm. uh, no fourth, al- fourth album since, um, and there was a covers album. Y- yeah, exactly. So that's uh, super, super crazy. Cause we're talking about some, a record that just came out. Uh, wet milk came out in 2019. Uh, mm-hmm. so it's great to see him doing so much and just, he never misses. Everything is so good and oh, entertaining. And he's thriving too. He seems so happy now that he's doing this stuff. Obviously, if you're not familiar with Bill Murray, if this is like your first time hearing of him, it's Johnny Frank used to be in Attack Attack. Um, just kind of vibing, doing yes, his own and thing. It's now. B-I-L-M-U-R-I. 
So yeah, yeah, that's confusing. If you try to look up Bill Murray on Spotify, it does not come up. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, yeah. the the actor. So I think Bill Murray's like blowing up right now, though. Like with with that last album, like yeah, he's at three hundred sixty thousand monthly listeners yeah. now. Dude's killing yeah. it. I love it. Yeah, and this is a and you have to remember this is an artist doing it completely himself. Um, yep. marketing it himself, got, recording it himself. He's got kind of a label now. Oh yeah, he works with Boketto uh, Media, Media, which is Jared Dines's. Okay, or Jared Alonge's, one of the Jareds. They're like little pseudo record label slash merch shop thing. Okay, well, cool. Still great. Still great. Yeah. All right. Well, that's our uh, that's our episode. That it is. Thank you, everybody, so much for tuning in. And uh, happy listening this week. I hope you have not too much else to do because there's way too much, way too much to listen to. I'm taking Friday off. (laughs) Okay.